The booty meets. <laughs> Heck no. That is hilarious, dude. I remember talking to this one guy. He was like, he had his own uh, detailing business, and he told me he He's saved up. Um, <laughs> I don't know. He you saved up thirty grand, dude, because he was gonna go all out for his fiftieth birthday. Because they were like race cars out there, right? Thirty racks for his birthday. Yeah, dude. And he was saying his wife was like, "Am I gonna go with you?" And he looked at me, he was like, "Hell no." Nah. <laughs> <laughs> he gave her some like excuse, like, "Nah, they don't treat the women right over there." So, nah, <laughs> like, nah, nah, here's five G's. Here's five G's. <laughs> here's what you're gonna do. You're gonna stay home <laughs> and take care of those plants. And he was gonna go where? To Dubai. Dang, dude. Because they have like Ferraris right there, right? Those That's, are like their Honda Civic. Yeah, so. like it's it's common, right? Yeah. Got that oil money. It's all it is. Printed Dubai. I want to go there. It looks nice. Um, those uh, that those two towers or that tower that's all glass. The world's highest tower, or something yeah. like that. Yeah, there was a. Uh, I used to deliver. Was it the Prince of Dubai or the Prince of Nigerian Prince? No, some <laughs> Middle Eastern. I think it was the Prince of Dubai. He has a couple of houses out here in California. And I used to deliver water. Well, a Prince of Dubai, right? There's like thousands. Of them. Something, I guess. One of them. I have no idea how that works, but uh, this fool has, or he had a house, right? Mm -hmm. I forget what the location was, but the back house, it was massive, dude. All it was, was a, it was like a big, uh, what do you call it, where you put like groceries and stuff? Not groceries, but like uh, canned goods and all that. Oh, I know what you're talking about. You know, what was that word though, the specific room for it? I'm too stupid. Anyway, uh... he had that whole house was that. That back house. So, like, I delivered the water in a certain area. You look left. You have, like, boxes of, like, Kit Kats and just snacks, dude. Pantry. Shit. Pantry. There Pantry. you go. Yeah, that thing was massive. I, I might have took a couple Kit Kats, but I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Neither confirm nor deny the inventory was low that day. But who could say they got some from Prince of Dubai, you know what I'm saying? Shoot. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't make it home, but still. <laughs> Heck yeah, dude. When are we going fishing? Have you talked to your homie? Nah, I haven't seen him. He was, he was off when the last week I was there. He was on, he went on vacation too. Well, let's go. Down. We're gonna go to a comedy show on uh, on Wednesday tomorrow. Who are you gonna see? It's actually like a stacked uh, stacked card. They have that dude Burt Kreischer, Sam Tripoli, Eddie Bravo, Andrew Santino. Sam Tripoli, the, the the conspiracy theorist. Yeah, that was dope. I was telling he's Rosie. He's a comedian. He's a comedian. I did not know that. I would have never. I was telling that. Rosie like, I'm kind of curious to see. It's that high fade, right? Yeah. I'm kind of curious what she's gonna think about him because that was like a dirty comedy dude. Yeah. Did you watch that? Well, you probably didn't. But the Andrew Schultz. Which one? Comedy. He just came out with it. It's called Infamous. Nah. He, he uh, came out with it on Sunday. I was on vacation, so I didn't get it, but I, I think I'm going to get it, dude. Is it like 15 bucks? Dude, he's uh, he's legit. That dude is freaking comedy, That bro. one video they <laughs> Golly, dude. He, he like... <laughs> Comedy's in good hands. Yeah. He doesn't care, bro. He doesn't, you know, and it, that's what comedy should be. But, dang, this food, like, he has a podcast, he, and he's really good friends with uh, Joe Rogan. Yeah. So, Joe Rogan was on the podcast. I haven't finished that episode yet, but... I was watching it on YouTube and dude, they're just freaking. It's just magic happening right in front of you, man. It's funny, dude. Super I feel like funny. that's 
that's the thing about podcasts that if you're not into it, like you don't get right, especially like in the comedy world and all that. Yeah. Like, when these legends come together, like have you heard of that dude Shane Gillis? Nah. Oh, dude, he's you got to check out his Shane he's, Gillis. Yeah, he sounds to, familiar. I don't know though. He used to play football, or he was a football player, and he went to West Point, right? The the military school. Uh huh. Like he got a scholarship to go play over there, and all his coaches were telling him like, "You play too much. You're not gonna make it." Because he was like a funny guy, always messing around with stuff. <laughs> and now he's like one of the best young rising comedians ever. Really? Yeah. I gotta check him out. He's like boys with Joe Rogan too. He's freaking hilarious. So that's funny, man. They were doing this one three-hour podcast, and every time they do it, <clears throat> they go through a case of Bud Lights. <laughs> so this other comedian was trying to go uh, beer for beer with him. Twelve Ended pack, up, eighteen pack, what? Thirty-two he pack. He did eighteen by himself, and was like fully coherent. What's the most beers you had in one city? Nothing even close to that. No? Nah. Mine, was, mine was 16. 16? Yeah. How did you feel after? Of course, like, oh, I was drunk. like, oh, I was, I was drunk. I was 19? I'm sorry, I was 21? 21. <laughs> <laughs> nah, we were playing, uh, at Startups, we were playing King's Cup. I was at my, my buddy. So my buddy, uh, we used to call him Cartman. Or Cardi, because he looked like Cardi from South Park. Uh-huh. And I remember one one time we were playing King's Cup at that food pad. And uh, yeah, I had I brought I brought Coors. Now, I don't know why Coors Light was my drink then. I guess just the whole mountain. I bought into the Blue Mountains. <laughs> and uh, this podcast is sponsored by Coors Light. <laughs> Wait, uh, but um, no, like. I don't know, I guess because I, I was peer pressured into drinking, uh-huh. and then uh, that was the beer where I was peer pressured into to start drinking, so I just kept it going. Anyway, we're playing King's Cup, and then we're just pounding, pounding, pounding. Next thing you know, I'm drunk. <laughs> and I was barely on, like, on number eight or nine already. But then uh, the homie Cardi got King's Cup twice in a row. I remember because I was a home, him and, and the homie Bobby were cousins. Uh-huh. Bobby was a kicker on the football team, and Cardi was a lineman. And uh, they were just always messing with each other, blah, 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 whatever. And then they had a cousin named, I think it was Sugar Bear, I think they called him. Sugar Bear. <laughs> that was back, it was when the sidekick first came out, right? Uh-huh. So he was on his phone playing with his, like, texting or something, I don't know, whatever. And Cardi just finished his King's Cut. He just finished because he lost, so he, he killed it. And he looked, he was, <laughs> this, I don't know if you know, like, those drunks that have that death there when they're drunk. And it's just like. <laughs> like you know like they're going down like or, oh, or yeah, it's right, coming right. out lo and behold it's, it's not was, right it was, it was, ain't right <laughs> it was coming out like you you can see that full-on battle going on in his mind and his stomach he had that thousand yard stare <laughs> exactly that death stare so this food loses it dog and this projectile vomit comes out of his Ugh. mouth and it sprays like straight linda blair status like exorcist all onto this dude sugar bear and Sugar Bear had no reaction. He was like this on his phone. Like, he was in shock. Like, did this just happen? Could only happen to me. Dog, and That's then, disgusting. like, Cardi just went down, bro. Sugar Bear, then he came to it and was like, what the hell? Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> uh, that, was, that, that was funny. But then we kept drinking. Cardi was out, but all of us kept drinking. And look, before I knew it, I was on number 16. And I was about to go out like Cardi. So I was like, you know, I'm going to stop right here. <laughs> Oh, dude. But, yeah, I, I... Now, how do you how do you play King's Cup? I never played that. Bro, I I would lie. I would be lying if I told you I remembered. I know each... 
you get the like big old jug or whatever. He had the the boot. He had the boot in the middle. You get a deck of cards, uh -huh. and each card has like a meaning or something that you have to do. Like, like for instance, this is for example. I don't know exactly. Like, let's say the like three of hearts. Mm -hmm. uh, you make up your own thing that everybody has to do before they drink. Like, let's say everybody has to touch their nose before they drink. So it's kind of like a Simon Says hybrid beer drinking game. But like, but like, with cards. everything continues to keep going unless like somebody else gets a three of hearts and changes it. You gotcha. know what I mean? Gotcha. Oh, okay. I gotcha. So it's like, oh, monkey didn't touch his nose. So now he's got a chug for like a couple seconds. Or it's just a drinking game that'll like get you wasted listen every time i drank back then it was just to get messed up so oh 100 and i wasn't trying to play no games besides my life you know what i mean 100 i remember i only yeah so during school <laughs> <laughs> so for history class <laughs> we used to get the um the four locals before the four locals it was juice remember those uh j-o-o-s-e yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah Ugh. and they used to be like 14 percent and they taste gas. like gasoline, bro. Like, but with like a great flavor. <laughs> so we used to get one of those before work. Yeah. I mean, before school. Mm -hmm. And then we wait till like lunch to 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 drink it. Right. But by that time, it was already warm because it was in our backpacks. Ew, so we'd crack it open and we just chug it, dude. Like, cause like, we didn't want to drink it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it was just there to get us drunk. Yeah, just to get you all wasted. I remember one time, I killed three of them. Not like back to back, but like when I did drink them, I tried to drink them fast because they're disgusting. But we were all chilling, whatever. And I was, I got, I got super drunk. Like I was done. I ended up going to the bathroom, and like all my homies were like knuckleheads, bro. Like we're all knuckleheads. So I was sitting on the toilet, and I'm like already like kind of like wobbly. Ugh. And all I do is I look up, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who it was, but one of the homies threw a trash can, dog, straight into the into where I was sitting and uh. on the toilet, the urinal area. But one of my homies, I forget his name, he was my savior that night. Opened up, I don't know how he opened up the stall, caught the trash can before it hit me, dog. And I remember looking at him like, "You're my savior, <laughs> you're my hero." Thank you. <laughs> but I was all drunk and then I was I like, "I can be your hero, baby." <laughs> Finished the long story short, finished up, and I was like, ah, I'm good. But damn, dude, that was nasty. Drunk. I think, I don't know if it was the most I've ever had, but we ended up going in high school to one of my uh, my homies' homies' pads. Like, it was one of those things where we we're just going to go get drunk, sleep yeah. over, whatever. So me and my, my homie Sergio, we, uh, <laughs> we finished a 12-pack of Tecate, first of all. That was Ooh. the first time I ever had those. <laughs> and then the homie he had like a bottle of tequila straight from Mexico oh. so it was just like straight gas long story short I just remember uh, throwing up on the dude's kitchen sink <laughs> into his <ki> into <laughs> his sink oh. uh, and then getting life advice from that same dude <laughs> like, yeah, the same dude. night the same, the same in the same instance he was like telling me as you're throwing yeah, up yeah he's all giving me life advice like, alright uh. dude what a loser. What a buzzkill. <laughs> Do you remember... Yeah. I don't know if he went to school with... Maybe he was like a freshman with you. Fat Man? 
Batman. Oh, I know who that is, but I think he's a couple years old, younger than me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, that was my cousin Rudy's, like, homie, right? So, he became my homie. And, um, we went over that fool's pad one time, and we were playing beer pong with Captain Morgan. Oh, dude. Yeah, I don't know what the heck I was thinking. So, boom, boom, boom. And I was drinking beer, too, so I was, like, mixing already, which is bad news for me. Long story short, I get, I'm, I'm done, I'm drunk. And I'm and I get to the I get to the front uh, yard, mm-hmm. and I sit down on the curb because I'm like contemplating life at this point, and like trying not to throw up or black out. <laughs> Try not to yak. <laughs> <laughs> I'll sit there. My that was my death stare. Uh, you know. And so I hit up my cousin Rudy. I was like, "Hey, dog, like I need to go home," and because we live like down the street, so he uh, he took me he took me home. Tell me why I couldn't make it, dog. I ran. To the toilet. I don't know what it is about having to doo-doo and being drunk. So I get to I don't know the, about that experience. Tell me about that experience. I, I get to the bathroom. Uh-huh. And I'm on the toilet. As I'm on the toilet, it starts to come out. Right? I, start, I start taking the doo-doo. <laughs> but at the same time, I got a yak. So I'm like, oh, no. What do I do? So as a, as a drunk individual who's not thinking straight, what do I do? Mm. I get up, <laughs> I run because his bathroom was right next to the outside. Uh-huh. I open up the door outside, and I just start yakking outside because he has like dirt for his backyard. So I'm just yakking. <laughs> then I I'm just feel disgusting, so I actually throw myself in the shower. <laughs> as you do, <laughs> as you think logically, right? Whatever. I I clean up. I go to bed. The next morning, my my uncle came to uh, he was he was living at my aunt's house at the time. He's like, "Hey, who the hell crapped everywhere?" And I was like, "Crap!" I was like, "I threw up, I threw up everywhere." And he's like, "Get over here!" I go outside and there's throw up, right? But then there's doo doo everywhere, bro. Yeah, dude. Not everywhere, but like a trail yeah, coming yeah, yeah. from the bathroom. I was like, dude, what the heck did I do? Like, I don't remember. I don't remember what happened. You well, blacked out, I literally? Bl- I, be, I guess you browned out. so. <laughs> I did, but I remember making it to bed. So, like, I looked at my clothes. Bro, I, was, I ended up throwing everything away, bro. It was nasty. Probably one of the worst experiences I've ever had. So, ask me, have I ever had Captain Morgan again after that? You probably have. Absolutely. You don't even know. No, I haven't. Would I probably? That's what you said about. <laughs> that's what you said about Patron too. Patron, Don't know how uh, that goes. Uh, Patron. See, Patron makes me. What is that vodka? No, tequila. Patron makes me like. I don't know what it makes. It, it makes me feel ballsy. Gives you that confidence. Yeah, and I don't like that. That liquid courage. Yeah, I don't like that at all. Mm-mm-mm. And the only one that I'll have Patron with is is Rudy, my cousin. Cause that's all he freaking brings, or drinks. I miss that guy. That guy is funny, man. I miss that guy too. Heck no. Anyway, right, those so, are a few of my drunk stories. <laughs> I'm sure there's a lot more that oh, I don't even know yet. A lot Remember. more. Watch, y'all gonna come back later on tonight and be like, I should talk about that. I <laughs> forgot about this. It's all good. I remember one of the few, cause it was either Four Loco or Juice. But you remember the jungle juice? Ugh. 
You used to have to, I eat, for we me, like, I used to have mixed? to. Yeah, I used to, no. It was actually a juice called Jungle Juice. Oh, no. And this thing was disgusting, dude. I used to have to chase those with like a monster. I was all into monster at that time. So I remember one time I was already all buzzed and I took the biggest swig of the juice instead of the monster to chase it. Ugh. I almost threw up. That's disgusting. Mm -mm -mm. No thanks. No, thank you. First time I had jungle juice was, was living in Rosemead. I was like, Maybe 16? Mm -hmm. 15? Yeah, I was a sophomore. I was 15 years old. And my next door neighbor threw an 18th birthday party. That was a flyer party. Ooh, the best one. <laughs> and I, that was my first... Like, I didn't party or nothing. That was, like, my first experience. So, like, I was. it was me and my friend Caesar. That's my brother, man. We used to be at my pad all the time. And, uh... My sister's there, my brother's there, right? And then we invite some homies from the football team. We, invite, we invited the water girls, right? <laughs> water girls. Yeah, we thought we were all bad. <clears throat> so my sister, I was like, hey, get me something. She's like, what do you want? I was like, I don't know. So she gave me a Smirnoff ice. And I drank it. I was like, I don't like this. This is nasty. There's, there's my dad. Hey, Grandpa's outside. Where? He went to the optometrist. <laughs> <laughs> Malachi. Hey. Whatever, anyway. <laughs> um, well, this story is actually about my dad. Yeah. So, I, I tell my sister, like, nah, give me something else, right? And she's like, alright. So, she goes and she comes back and she gives me jungle juice. Mm -hmm. I said, okay, cool. Like, this tastes good. I can handle this. Bro, I had like four cups of this. Ugh. I didn't know. I was my first time. Like I, I'm, they just go back smooth. Off yeah, and now like, I'm just drinking. By it's this. like kind of that thing where you're trying to be all macho because it's like one of your first times to drink. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So at this time, uh, I'm, I'm like, I'm having a good time. I'm all loose. I'm laughing. Blah blah blah. And then those those uh the water girls come, and uh, so I'm like I'm trying to spit game at them, you know, and I'm over here trying to dance and stuff. And then my homies come, my homie Edward and Trey and Chang, they all come. And then Edward comes and he gives me a water bottle, but it's full of tequila. Ugh. So I was like, here, dog, take a drink. I was like, I bet. So it, this stuff tastes like water. So, but you already know, if tequila tastes like water, like you're drunk already. <laughs> so I'm chugging this, I'm drinking. I don't remember really what happens next, but lights flash on me. Like, like, like headlights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh, snap. Like, it's the cops, right? That's what I'm thinking. But then I see it's my dad. And my dad comes home. I'm like, oh, snap. I, I, there's this water girl that I was, like, with. And I was like, hey, that's my pops. Like, hide me. <laughs> <laughs> Don't let my dad see me like this. So I hug her. And I put my face in her neck, right? And my dad, he's not blind or stupid, so he comes <laughs> up and he's like, hey. I was like, hey, what's up? <laughs> he's like, you good? I was like, yeah, I'm just here chilling. <laughs> and then he looks at me, he's like, you're good? I was like, yeah, I'm good. <laughs> and he's like, all right. So he goes inside and he comes outside to move the car. And he parks it and he's flashing the light on me again. But by this time, I'm like, oh, snap, I'm tripping because I'm thinking like he knows I'm drunk. Yeah. Which he probably does. Yeah, 100%. So 
So I tried to make it back to where the house and the par- the party was mm-hmm. up the driveway, and I end up making it. And there's a wall, so I put my hand on the wall, and the mind you, the light's still flashing. And I look, and I feel it, bro. And I start yakking. You start getting the spins. Uh, what are you doing? What are you doing? I start yeah, yeah. I start spinning, and and I'm just like, dude, I, I, it's coming up. So I just start going up. And then uh, my dad's flashing his lights at this time. I'm like, crap, like he sees me. So my intelligence sounds like, hey, I'm just going to hurry up and go to sleep. Maybe he won't, he won't know. <laughs> so, it all ends when I go to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I go and I make it across the dance floor, barely, because they got the strobe lights. And I'm over here about to pass out. And I make it to the front, the front room and I pass out on the couch. And then I wake up. Because I hear my dad yelling at my sister and my brother, like, what the heck you guys doing letting him drink, blah, 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 this, this, and that. And then, <laughs> of course, my sister's like, I didn't know he went to go. Like, I was like, whatever. <laughs> so, I assume no responsibility. Yeah, so um, I pass out, whatever. And then, like, 5.30 in the morning, I wake up, and my homie Caesar's on my bed. I just got out from the couch, and, and my dad's not home. So I'm like like this is like dope perfect I'm getting away with this and then uh, he gets home like about 6 o'clock he went to go get breakfast and then I hear him so I was like dang it I gotta act like I'm asleep still so I go lay down on the floor in my room now and he busts open the door and he kicks me on the floor (laughs) get up and then he wakes up my homie Caesar he's like get up and he's like what make he told told my homie Caesar like Give me one good reason why I shouldn't tell your mom. And she's just like, uh, because you love me? <laughs> like, you had nothing to say. Like, we were both like, this time we were hungover. So me and my dad, we used to have this pool cleaning business. So Saturdays were days where we used to clean the pool. So that's what we were going to do. And um, on the way to go to the pool, my my stepmom at that time was, was just my dad's girlfriend. But they lost the dog in East L.A. So we went looking at East L.A. for this dog, you know, and he starts bumping like, like child, like children's music, like, (laughs) like row, row, row your boat, right? And he's putting it loud and he's stopping the brakes hard, taking, like he's making me want to throw up again on purpose. (laughs) So he made, he did all that and then he made me like, me and my homie Caesar just clean all the pools by ourselves that day as he just watched us. And, and then he never told his mom or nothing like that, but it's a good time. That was, that, <laughs> that was my first, that was my introduction to Jungle Juice. Heck no, that's disgusting. Yeah. Grandpa's at the optometry place. Grandpa's at, at the optometry place. Speak of the devil. He just walked in there. I swear to you, uh, for glasses, optometry. Call him and tell him that we're here. That we're here? Yeah. All right, now we're going to get verification for all these stories, all right, because... Oh yeah, Who yeah. Knows? That's. We were leaving, I think. What's he doing? He was blind, but I don't know. Both of them. You got two phones? It's my drug phone, bro. Look at you, dog. You got yeah. your burner. Oh, my He's got the drug car out there. <laughs> Sign the work. He got a new car. Which one? It's the uh. What is it, Dodge? Is it a Durango? No. What is it? I don't know. I don't remember. <laughs> what are you saying right now? 
Dang. You ever look back and think about like how stupid some of our decisions were? Oh, like, all the time. Uh, we, does it ever like wake you up at night? Not wake up, but like you think about it and you cringe. I do that all the time. Oh yeah. Like, Dude, there uh, was this one time. <laughs> <laughs> me and my homie Gilbert, we called him Big G because there's like three or four of us actually named Gilbert at the same time in the same grade. So we called him G. I was a monkey, and then the homie Gilbert. Um, well, they chose me and the homie G to um, to host the gong show we had every year. What the heck is that? A gong show is like a talent show. Uh-huh. But like, if you if you're whack, you hit the gong and everyone loses and stuff. Yeah. So they told us to freaking to host it, right? To be the the, the MCs. Yeah. So at first I was like, nah, but then I was like, all right, let's do it. But me and G decided to chug a juice you know? um, yeah. like 30 minutes before show started. Ugh. So we're in the locker room. We cracked it open. We chugged it. And then we went to uh, backstage. And then backstage, they were all drinking. So I drank some other stuff that I don't even know what it is. Next thing you know, I'm drunk, dude. Like about to hit the stage. First time ever in front of, like, hosting anything yeah. on the... Bro, I think back to, like, the way I was acting and what I was saying and what was... It was cringy as crap, bro. Do like, you think was... you were, like, slurring? Were you slurring? Oh, that? 100%. There was a, mo- uh, there so was a moment... To the stage, ah. There was, <laughs> there was a moment where I sat down on the edge of the stage and just looked at everybody and was like, what's up? <laughs> like, what the heck is this guy doing? <laughs> I got, like... And I and I asked people like anybody got any jokes like, <laughs> like it was you're just, supposed to be running the show yes, and just bro and it was just awkward bro like like it probably went down as like the worst gong show in the history of that school and like but we were like super drunk the principal thought we were on shrooms <laughs> and I was like nah dude I never did shrooms in my life and it was it was just hilarious man but that, that I look back and I I get embarrassed like tenfold. Crazy kids, dude. <laughs> Idiots, bro. I think it's funny, like, when I talk to, like, younger kids now. Yeah. And you know what they're doing. And they act like... Now they're uh, they're in our position, right? They're, like, trying to cover it up. I remember one time we went to a party, and then we ended up going to our friend's house who wasn't there. So we were just going to take a little nap, you know, to rest our eyes so we could think clearly for our next move. Ended up sleeping under my friend's dad's car. He comes home, acting like uh, nothing's wrong, right? We're all thinking we're all cool, calm, and collected. Yeah. He's asking us questions, and man, we didn't know. What, <laughs> <laughs> what if he did that day? He decided to drive his car, and like we were in the front, we're good. So he had to back out because he was pointed towards the house. And what made you think like I'm gonna sleep under the car? I took I'm gonna take the, it. This is a perfect place I to took, take a nap. I, I don't think there was a thought process, to be honest. I think I was just like, all right, I need to take a quick nap because the room's spinning. And so under the car was a perfect logical. I was covered, dude. I was thinking shelter. <laughs> I was, You're thinking like an uh, alley cat. Come on, dude. I'm, I'm a survivor. That's what I know. <laughs> You're an idiot. You are. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> Ah, uh, that was thinking hilarious. That is comedy, dude. We're just sort of thinking like, yeah, we got away with this. He doesn't know. Totally doesn't know where. Did he ever catch y'all? What do you mean? Like, did he find out that you were under his car? I'm pretty. Well, 
you found two teenagers asleep under your car when your son's not even in the same city. Oh, he saw you guys. Yeah, he found us. I guess we we're making noise. Well, he you comes guys, outside. You guys like, touching each other in there? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. I'd, probably. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? Let's let bygones be bygones. <laughs> Have no idea. That is funny, man. What the heck, dude? Sleep under a car. And we thought we were like, we're safe. I think because we were waiting for a ride. One of our other friends didn't want to give us a ride home because he had a packed car. <laughs> friends, air quotes. Oh, don't get me started, man. Y'all, oh no. Yeah, you too. Would always leave us walking to Drake Bridge. Oh, no. was it was, you, you were with me. I was with you on yeah. Drake Bridge. <laughs> it was freaking Jeremy and all them with cars. With your case, I understand you. You used to make people wait for like 25 minutes. Outside, what do you, know, you mean? Saying you're almost ready. And I was just waking up. <laughs> <laughs> do we miss the movie? <laughs> that was a funny Oh, man. Your eyes all bloodshot red, tired. Probably hadn't slept. <laughs> that's funny. Nah, that's man. when we were working at Adart. It was all the chemicals. I can't. I'm still like, dang, I thank God I'm not working there no more. I used to trip out like Did, heavy, like the people who worked there for seven, years. Day, seven days, 12 hour shifts. Like they did not like going home. Ah, those are all those maniacs that would just smoke weed when they were tired and did coke when they were sleepy. Or vice versa. Sweating <laughs> <laughs> on fumes yeah, all the time. Yeah, basically. Yeah, no, that's. That place is. That place is wild. Did I tell you that Dave, David started working there again? Yeah, he, he was trying me. to recruit you, right? He hit me up, yeah. Come on, go back, full-time like, sake. Charlie. When I was working, I was making $10 an hour, bro. Like, you think of that? I'm like, no. Man, these kids these days, I was talking to another coworker of mine, and they were complaining about like not making enough money. I was like, dude, my first job was at Target. When I started there, I was making under eight fifty. And when I left Jeez. three years later, I was making like eight sixty-eight. Are you serious? Yeah, and that was the employee of the month too. What the heck? Multiple you there. times. I don't know. It was like I, one of those times because you don't really have any job experience anywhere else, so it's kind of like you're stuck there. Yeah. When I worked at Target, it was better than nothing. I mean, I was in a manager manager position, but I had seen two raises before I got, I left. Yeah. I know. That's funny. But you were like doing good stuff. I was doing grunt work. You are there. That's true. What are you tired, bro? You're on vacation. I don't mind. I work today, but from home, but still. <laughs> As you just get through saying you just went, you didn't go to work today. <laughs> we had a I had a Zoom meeting for like four hours. Got off, and then I had another Zoom meeting for another hour. But that second Zoom meeting was for uh, uh, one of the patients we have. Mm -hmm. She was being trafficked. What? So we actually got her out on Thursday of that environment that she was in. And uh, dude, it's just it's just been a crazy experience because like I've I've like we've been working for her and on her, I should say, like medical wise mm -hmm. for the last four months. And building like rapport and trust and like she like we've been knowing that this she's getting trafficked right yeah 
So, but she has to admit it, or she had to admit it, I should say. So is it kind of like they have to give you consent before you can help them, or? Yeah. Is it, because like, how does that work? Like, how do you? Well, you have to take into consideration like, okay, if there's like, 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 um, how should I say this? Like actual evidence, like right then and there that she's being trafficked. Mm -hmm. Then yeah, like we, we, that's our, like we see it, you know, then, you know. Um, or there has to be evidence of like violence or like abuse mm -hmm. for us to act or whatever. But if she says it and wants help, then yeah, we're, we have to, we, we are mandated reporters. We got to report it. Cause you're not dealing with, you know, youth, right? You're dealing with actual. No, we're, yeah, exactly. We're, I'm sorry. Yes. We're dealing with, with, uh, unsheltered adults, the homeless. Right. So in this particular situation, this person was uh, like 30, 37, 38 years old or something like that. Mm. And um, yeah, we were just trying to like get her out of there. I've asked her so many times, like, like not like straight out, like, are you being trafficked? I, I would ask like, hey, are you, uh, like, what do you do for income? How, who's taking care of you? How do you get take, like, you know, like, mm -hmm. like just trying to get things out of her. Um, but finally, we on Thursday we got there and there was like a situation going on, and she's like, "Yeah, I've, I'm, I'm done. Like I've, I'm being trafficked. I'm being drugged in my sleep. I'm being, um, like abused basically." And she just said all these words. So I actually like called the the traffic hotline. It's called Cast, and mm -hmm. and uh, they help. They kind of walk because I've never been in the situation, so they kind of like. Talked me through it, walked me through it, like what to do. And then uh, we actually got her out of there. And because we're medical providers, we used a medical excuse to get mm. her out, so which was perfect, which is awesome. And um, we also work hand in hand with uh, Union Station Homeless Services. Right. So they actually like were able to provide like some, some short sort of shelter for her. Mm -hmm. um, in the meantime of the process, whatever's going on uh, with cast and all that stuff, hopefully they get like Miss, they could, they could like place her somewhere else and kind of, kind of like a, what is that? Do you think they get like a version of Stockholm syndrome? Like they don't, like you said, they have to want to get help first. Explain Stockholm syndrome. I've heard it it's before. It's like when your captives, when you start sympathizing with your captives, oh, your captors. Yes. So you're like, nah, they're taking care of me and all this. Yeah. So she sees this, in this certain community. Uh -huh. She calls it her ministry. Right, there's elders, there's uh, babysitters, there's ministers mm -hmm. in this quote-unquote ministry, and she's going, she's quote-unquote going to school mm -hmm. in this ministry. She's helping, protecting other people in this ministry. She's, uh, uh, she feels like she is a part of this ministry and doing something good for this ministry. So it's like when some sort of it. sense of like purpose for her right exactly so she feels tied to this place when she's also messing with mental illness and you know she's admitting to being drugged so that plays a portion in it too right because it's just messing with her mind there's some sort of like dependency too like not just like physical but actually like uh, yeah drug dependency exactly exactly so so yeah there's a tie to it there's she's she's been there for a few years and it's just, yeah, she's highly dependent on this place. And what are we, um, what are we doing with your hair? 
You come at? I come at two. The left. This way. And I give it a little pop you up top. What? You're the first person I'm going to try this one. What is it? Excuse me. This is volume cream. Shout out Sally Beauty Supply. Charging <laughs> way too much for your products. They do. Uh, how much was that little bottle? 17 bucks. It doesn't even work. See, then sometimes I'll comb it and then like all this just sticks out. Come in. Oh, no, I gotta. How comfortable are you at shaping beards? <clears throat> I know you're. I know you're being recorded right now, so I want the truth. I'm a master, dude. <laughs> I'm not a master of this bottle. What the heck's going on? With this <laughs> thing? See. Here, try something. You comb it this way. You only take down this stuff. Right? Maybe you weren't supposed to shake it. I've never used it, so I don't know what I'm supposed to do with it. You coming out? I'm playing Pong. Want me to shave your beard too? If you can, porfa. Yeah. What is this thing? Oh, what the heck, dude? There you go. Oh, you got it? I bought it like maybe a month ago. Oh, there you go. You gotta give it some time. You gotta work it. You know what I mean? Whoa, whoa, whoa! And you get this. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, the whole situation is crazy, man. So we, like today we had a debriefing, and do you have what are we gonna do next? And what do you what do you feel like as you go and you service these people? Because what do you do again? You go and you you help a street medical team, right? Yes. So I work with USC. They have a street street medicine program. Um, I'm the community health worker mm. for the CHW slash um, field research representative. So basically, um, if I feel an environment is hostile mm -hmm. during the medical providing that we do or that they do, uh, it's it's up to me. Like, hey, like let's dip out. Like, let's go. Or like, hey, yeah, like this is, I'm basically the handshake between the, the patients and the doctors or right. nurses. Um, I, I try to help build bridges rather than um, creating any type of hostile working environment. I schedule the patients, um, kind of keep track of time, like, hey, like we gotta go, things like that. Mm. Well, I, I mean, I wear a lot of different hats. Um, but yeah, I, I I love it, man. I love it because Los Angeles itself has about sixty thousand plus homeless uh, people, right? Mm -hmm. Unsheltered people, 
and a lot of them yeah yeah they do <clears throat> suffer with mental illness they do suffer with addiction they do suffer with uh just different different issues man and i think like us being able to provide medical care for them on the streets like that's awesome because a lot of them don't have cars and they can't get to a, a doctor you know or they can't go for a simple checkup and or, they all like live like that too huh? like it's just whatever unless you guys had come come out and actually help them I mean, a lot like, of them actually like, like care and want care, and uh-huh. but they just can't get care, or or like let's say like their only sense of care is going to the emergency room for mm. some major issue, right? When it's a lot of it could be preventative work, and and or what we do, right? Yeah. Or a lot of it could be extreme and emergency work, and then we'll just send them to the ER or something, and then follow up, you know, and be their primary care provider, or be their primary just like source of, of help you know you want me to sorry um a, a little bit yeah not not a lot just just you want uh i want the leonidas dog you feel me <laughs> right. give me that king leonidas king leonidas right. yeah but like kind of even like flat you know what i mean yeah um yeah so it's cool not, I mean, of course, like, I, I firmly believe, like, you got to be called for this work. Because it yeah. is rough, it is hard, and a lot, a lot of people don't have patience for the homeless. That's what I was going to say. Like, you have, a, have, you have to have a heart for that because, for me, I'm not saying I don't, like, care about the homeless, but a lot of them, like you said, do choose to be in that yeah. environment, right? So it's hard for someone like me to be like, yeah. if they don't want to help themselves and... You know, for me, it's like, yeah, a lot of them choose to. But they are people, too. But they are people, but I want to know why they choose to. Right. Like, why do you choose to stay here? Why do you choose to live in this encampment? You know? What brought you from Louisiana to L.A. here in this this specific spot? Mm -hmm. Or, you know, things like that. Like, I want to know why. And then I want to know, like, okay, like, what's your plan? If at all. Any. You know? And then how can we help? Right. Or, like, let's get you out of here. Like, what the heck? I don't want you sleeping in dirt. I don't want you sleeping in your own feces. Yeah. You know, things like that. It, it's crazy, man. It, it, it gets pretty gnarly. 100%. Good luck to you, man. Is there uh, any standout stories so far? You've been there for, what, a year? Uh, no, nah, actually. I've only been there since February. February? Well, this particular one has been standing out to me so far. Um, I can't, I'm not going to give a name or anything yeah. like that, but... Uh, it's taken a lot for her to like trust us mm-hmm. and the fact that she's trust us and allowed us to extract her out of that like encampment yeah. is huge it was huge to me like whether it was that one night that she decided to not be there and be off the streets and like that's awesome that to me that's a victory yeah because it, it's one night and it's it a take, step right exactly exactly it could be a step in a long process. It could be a, st- a step in a short process. Like, you don't know. But the fact is that she stepped forward, and, and mm-hmm. that that's huge, especially for, for this particular person. Um, but cool, but you meet characters all day, every day, dude. Like, people are cool, man. They're cool out there. Any close encounters? Any dangerous close uh, encounters? No. Nah. You know what? Or anyone, they made you think twice a little bit? Nah, th- there was, though, this one, like, maybe two, three weeks ago, we were in, because uh, we, we service like, Santa Fe Dam area, mm-hmm. and um, it's pretty, 
like rural out there. And they, as we were coming out, I saw this, this dude. And I saw something in his hand and I'm tripping out like, what is this in his hand? And this fool has a snake in his hand. What the heck? Without a head. Like he chopped the head of the snake. It was a rattlesnake. And he's just like swinging around and it's still moving, bro. <laughs> like it's disgusting. So I'm like, damn, do I want to approach him? Do I want to like, what if he throws this thing on me? Like what if, cause we're driving. Like what if he throws it in the car? Yeah. So I rolled down the window and he's still off in the distance. I was like, hey, you good? Like you get bit by that? Thing? Like I was just creating small talk. Nah, it's a snake. It tried getting me, so I killed it. <laughs> like, why do you still have it? He's like, ah, it's my trophy. I was like, I bet. Like, cool. You the street, the street you want some water? <laughs> like, freaking Steve Irwin over here. <laughs> oh no, Steve Irwin protected animals. All never mind. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was, it was, uh, it was, it was interesting to say the least. But yeah, I've, I've been in a lot of these predicaments where it's like, man, this is crazy. But nothing where I felt like unsafe. Mm. If I felt some like unsafe somewhere, then I'd be like. Alright, let's dip. Because you also have the responsibility of looking out for your team too. Exactly. Exactly. So now I haven't put the team in that in that type of environment. I don't want to say yet, but mm. at all. Dang. That's cool. wild, dude. Oh damn, you have a napkin? Yeah. I had a mosquito bite on my elbow and I scratched it and I was bleeding. Use <laughs> that. Yo, dude. What? It's a mosquito bite. Having some sort of adverse reaction <laughs> to one of the needles you got pricked by. Echo. Do you ever worry about that stuff? Like coming across like. Yeah, one hundred percent, dude. There's this. So one of the, the well, the provider on my team. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. <laughs> They were dealing with this lady who's diabetic. Mm-hmm. So she, they, they checked their uh, blood pressure. Mm-hmm. And then you have that little needle, right? It's really, really thin. And it's just the needle. It doesn't store nothing. So it's not like an injector or nothing like that. Yeah. It's just the needle to get the blood out. So uh, they put it down and continued providing for this patient. I forgot the needle was right there and pricked herself. Prick themselves right right in the wrist. So we're like, dang, like what if this patient had, because we had just drawn blood, right? Mm-hmm. Like what if this patient has an STD or STI? What if it's like, like hep positive, you know? So we're like, dang, what's next? So I feel like research and stuff. And then the test came back, she was negative. So, all right, cool. <laughs> But yeah, that's there's needles and all that. That'd be that like stuff. the number one thought on my mind every single second. <laughs> we do a lot of harm reduction too, which at first I was totally against. What like does that mean? Giving out clean needles mm. in exchange for the old ones or stuff, so like stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but then I saw the the benefit that it has. Uh, I'll, I mean, there's benefit to the crack pipes too that people give out. Yeah. But I will never hand out no crack pipe. Like to me, that's not. That's the main concern with that is is that a lot of people have chapped lips, right? Mm. So if you're sharing a, a pipe and then two people have chapped lips, they're cracked, they're bleeding, whatever. You could pass on Hep C. You could, you could just have an outbreak. Ugh. 
right? Um, dog, just why, why not hand out some freaking chapstick <laughs> instead of cut <laughs> pipes, you know, or, or stuff like that. I don't know. I just, to me, that's more of an enabler. Whereas the needle, like, yeah, it's a form of enabling, but homeboy's going to shoot up anyway. Might as well shoot up with a clean needle and, and, and give a, a, a box for it to, to put the sharp when you're done. Mm. You know, because you go like in Skid Row, you see all these sharps all over the everywhere, floor, right? Yeah. That's crazy, right? Because how, it's like a, how, how big is Skid Row now? Skid Row is probably about a mile wide. It's um, like a mile, yeah, like a mile radius. I forgot the streets, but I was on Fifth in town, so that's kind of like close to the heart of Skid Row. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> the heart of Skid Row is probably uh, Broadway, though, right where like Union Rescue Mission is and stuff. You want me to clean up those eyebrows or what? Yeah, I'm down. <laughs> um. Damn, yeah, dude, so that's trying to grab me. Yeah, I've actually noticed they're kind of little tarantulas on my eyes. I don't know, man. It's just, it's just crazy. What do you think about like this whole homeless situation? Like, what's your approach? Like, do you think it's fixable, or do you think it's pretty much just a lost cause and manage management at this point? Well, I'll tell you what. On a biblical perspective. Mm. Like Jesus said, the poor will be with us always. Yeah. Right? From the beginning of the time till... Well, I don't want to say beginning of time, but... Well, yeah, right? Because there's always going to be those people who, for whatever reason, right? Like, either willingly or unwillingly, they just fall to the bottom of the bottom. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. Like, the, the yeah. players change, but the game stays the same, you know what I'm saying? Like, now, in LA in particular, is there an answer to homelessness? one particular answer no there isn't it has to be multiple answers because a lot of people are like oh yeah it's just housing housing will fix everything no it won't because you're still dealing with mental illness now now they're just sheltered mental illness you know what i mean now it's like what what do you what are you going to do when that outpours back into the street right, right so why can't so you have to deal with the mental illness the addiction you have to deal with the housing you got to deal with just people are people actually being broke, like really being broke. Yeah. You know, it's rough out here, especially in California. It's hard out here for a pimp. You know it what I'm is. saying? Or, and then you mess with, I mean, not mess with, but then you also have people who are being abused and, and being are abusing. being exploited and are abusing and now it's their source of income and you're messing with their money. It's just a lot of, a lot of different things, man. A lot of different aspects playing to homelessness. Um, I think, yeah, like I said, LA alone has about 60 something thousand homeless people in LA County. That's registered. Now we're not. That's just the ones we know about. Exactly. Exactly. So I don't know, man. I I I think they're people. They deserve help, and I'm gonna give them help as long as I can, as long as I'm called to it. Yeah, that's cool, man. Awesome. I mean, a lot of people don't like it. A lot of people don't like. I'm not. I'm not against like helping, because obviously, like, like we said, there's still people too. I just don't like that it's a huge business. Oh, like, it's like ridiculous. It's creating oh, jobs. Okay. Like the people at the top are making like 200 grand. So, so a few years ago when I was working in downtown, mm -hmm. there was like four point something billion dollars 
given towards uh, the homeless crisis. Right. For as long as I was there, I seen nothing change. If anything, I saw the homelessness grow. I'm like, Yo, where did all this money go? You know, what happened? Then you look at different organizations and stuff, and yeah, they Every, everybody has their hand in the pot, though. That's what too it is. many people have their hand in the pot. Give a few people the hand in the pot, stay accountable, have accountability, and stay transparent. And let this get run it efficiently. Well, that makes too much sense, yeah, especially in California. That's insane, bro. I think that's kind of disheartening, though. You know, and then. And then it leaks out everywhere, and again, yeah, it's not like that, not that, you know, more, you know, like, I'm superior to anybody, but it's like, dude, I also don't want people having, like, five RVs at the end of my block where my kids are, you know? So yeah. It becomes, like, a safety concern for some cases, not all of them, but... No, I hear you. They were doing something in, in Orange County, um, Fullerton, I think, to be exact, where they're trying to build or open up some type of... Like housing for the homeless, mm -hmm. but it was like close to, I don't know if it was a park or a school or something, mm -hmm. and like they had like this big old outrage and like, no, we don't want that here, blah, blah, blah. I never follow up. I don't know what happened, but I mean, I see the concern. Yeah. I get it. You know, I mean, you want, you're trying to raise a family, especially like in Orange County. I mean, come on. We just passed by there today and uh, right by Angel Stadium, they put... Oh, yeah bunch of huge boulders you know yeah it doesn't solve the problem it just pushes them it out. just misplaces them yeah puts them into a different area. like a lot of them went to skid row a lot of them went out places i didn't even know recently i found out that uh, the government subsidized all kinds of like rvs and gave them to the homeless people that was like their their answer to oh, really? helping so just gave a, a bunch which of free is, rvs which is stupid because you have the city clearing out these areas and having people move their RVs or they get towed. Yeah. Because it's like, okay, what do you, what, like, if it's not one thing, it's another, you yeah. know? Pick one. Yeah. But when it's like election year and things happen, oh, you now see they a get, lot yeah, of yeah. things moving. And it's so ridiculous. It's the same man. game. I hate politics, man. Talking about our government's going to save us. <laughs> yeah, They're looking out for us. We should 100% rely on them, huh? <laughs> They have our best interests at heart. Yeah. Always. Should have universal income. Heck no, dude. <laughs> I remember I was on uh, EBT for a little while, and it was like, I had to jump through so many hoops. I was like, dude, all this for 200 bucks a month? <laughs> it's ridiculous, man. It really is. I can't stand it. Yeah. You already shaved, huh? Yeah. It's going to be all irritated if I shave it. Yeah, dude, look at you. I mean, I can't do 